one of the most decent men you'll ever meet, my friend Alan Dershowitz. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. Isn't it good that there are some Democrats, at least, who support Israel, that Biden and— Not enough. Do. I'm, Not I enough. Know, but I, my job is to make sure that more and more Democrats do. And you saw that some Democrats condemned the squad, and that's important. We have to marginalize the idiots, the, the, the immoral people in the Democratic Party. And um, uh, we have to do more of it. And I'm, I'm happy to play that role mm. as a lifelong Democrat. doesn't mean I'm going to vote for every Democrat. If Bernie Sanders gets the nomination, I'll vote for anybody almost but other than yeah. Bernie Sanders. But, sure. um, but uh, you know, let's keep, this, let's keep this nonpartisan. Support for Israel so far, with the exception of the crazy squad, has been bipartisan. And that's really important for Israel. Yeah, I mean, uh, not completely bipartisan, but you're right. I mean, even the ladies on The View yesterday took their shots at the squad, which I found uh, very nice, too. But you are aware, Alan, that almost every day right here in New York City, they've got big rallies, big rallies with people supporting Palestinians. But no, I don't mind supporting the Palestinians. What I mind supporting are rapists, lynches, beheaders. That's what some. Know, let me stop you for a second. You're right. You're right. And there were some fine, nice Palestinian people. You're right. Okay. Uh-huh. But, but, Alan, Alan, don't you think, Dean, that it is Israel that has been massacred, Israel yeah. that was the victim here, that there's a time and place for everything? Do you think it's okay the very next day for Palestinians to show support? I don't. I don't. I agree with you. And I think, by the way, when they claim they're showing support for Palestinians, the way Black Lives Matter did in Chicago, by putting that paraglider up, glorifying the people who massacred uh, the people who went to that uh, peace concert, um, they were glorifying Hamas. And, 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 you know, when you hear people, for example, I debated last night um, uh, uh, Cornell West and got a lot of response to it uh, on the Hannity show. People are saying, well, it's okay to for, for the Palestinians to kill the settlers. Now, these people who were killed were not settlers. They were living in Israel proper. They were not living on the West Bank. Many of them were advocates of peace. One of the leading opponents of the Israeli, what they call occupation, one of the leading opponents was murdered in cold blood because these people don't care about what kind of a Jew you are if you're a Jew, whether it's left or right or center or pro or anti, if you're a Jew, we're going to kill you. We're going to kill your children. We're going to behead them. We're going to burn them to death. Uh, there was a very good letter today from Ben Shapiro, which he sent out to everybody, which I commend people to leave, saying, look, these people are not like anybody else. Even during the Holocaust, six million Jews were killed. Jews wouldn't behead babies on the Nazi side. In fact, after the war was over, not a single relative of the war perpetrators, from Hitler to Goering to Goebbels, was ever touched. Um, you know, decent human beings don't behead babies. Don't send, as they did in this case, flaming tires into a room filled with babies to burn them alive. Don't rape people. Where are the women? Where are the feminists complaining about rape being used as a weapon of war? against Israelis? Where are African-Americans who rightly complained 
when George Floyd, one man, one man was killed by the police in a questionable circumstance. Right, one criminal. One person. Right. What happened? And, and they, everything got everything got changed as a result of that. No, I know. And and, 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 and he was murdered. And, and by the way, the cop is doing deserved time. He's doing long time. Right. But, long, but he was but time. he was not exactly the type of guy who turned this country upside no. down for regardless. But let's even assume let's even assume the best case scenario or the worst case scenario, lynching. In no point in American history did 1,200 people get lynched no, in one day. No, no and that's they, what these yeah, are. And you, made, are you made the best point of all. You know, the Nazis, they pretty much tried to do this quietly. I know it sounds crazy, but they're their concentration camps. But, you know, yeah, they, yeah. Weren't, they, weren't, they, they were not about to send out videos. You know what these Hamas people did, too, was they took these people hostage. They took their cell phones. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. And the Hamas terrorists are actually calling relatives of the hostages on their cell phones to further taunt them. Nazis didn't even do that. They didn't have cell phones back then, but you know what I'm saying. No, of course not. They they did try to hide their atrocities. Here they're bragging about them. And, And you want to know something? They're succeeding. They're stimulating other horrible people into saying, oh, my God, look how successful this was on behalf of Hamas. We're now going to join them. Um, you know, now finally we're on the offensive. Harvard students uh, who signed this obnoxious statement saying it was all Israel's fault, that that the, the rapes were Israel's fault, are now saying, oh, we didn't mean it. We didn't read it carefully. But that tells us a lot. Why would these idiot students sign something against Israel they didn't read? They would never sign something against black people or gay people or transgender people that they didn't read. There's a knee-jerk attitude. If it's anti-Israel, you can sign it. And it tells us volumes about what's going on in university campuses today. This last week has shown a major failure in the morality of American universities and the leadership of American universities. I would like to see the uh, president of Harvard uh, held accountable for her failure, her moral failure of moral leadership, and many other universities for their failures of moral leadership. The way they screamed at, after George Floyd. They turned everything. They changed the curriculum. They changed admission policies. They had what's called a reckoning. I think it's time to have a reckoning for what's going on on college campuses today. UCLA, a kid calls me yesterday and said they're trying to have a debate about whether Israel has a right to respond. They couldn't get a single student to defend Israel. They got hundreds of students volunteering to say, no, Israel had no right to defend. Wow. That tells us so much about what's going on. It's the professors who are propagandizing these students. They're calling Israelis settlers and colonialists, um, and, and, and they're justifying anything that anybody does to a settler or a colonialist. But it's just dehumanizing and brutal. And Israel is fighting not only for itself but for humanity, and we all have to be on the side of Israel. Well, that is so well said, Alan. And I did see your debate last night. You beat him up pretty good. And two nights ago I watched you as well on Sean to make it more local, not UCLA, not George Washington University. But NYU, now I know the uh, this lady, this monster, who was the head of the SBA, uh, did not get a job she wanted and maybe relieved of her duties as well. But I have to tell you, Alan, why now? We're only a couple of months removed. You remember this, when this animal, this, this young girl who was a valedictorian at the, uh, at the law school uh, for CUNY, uh, she went out there and made this speech where she did, basically, she talked about, what Hamas did, and there still have been zero repercussions, and that was three months ago. Well, the worst law school in the country, and I urge everybody not to hire students 
um, City University of New York Law School. Oh, you can hire a student who is a dissenter. The dean of the law school, the faculty, unanimously voted to boycott Israel, not to boycott China, not to boycott Iran, not to boycott Cuba, but to boycott Israel. CUNY, City University of New York, where I went, I went to Brooklyn College, has become the disturma of the legal profession against Jews and against Israel. And some of it is led by Jews. Some of it is led by these self-hating Jewish radical lefties who want to go to CUNY, even though it's a fifth-rate law school, um, because, hey, it's so far left that uh, they're not going to learn anything about property or contracts. Uh, they're going to learn about you know, liberation, and they're going to learn about you know, propaganda. And do you want a lawyer representing you who went to a law school like that and learned at the feet of these kind of radicals who single out only uh, Israel? Would you want to be represented by somebody like that? Of course not. And therefore, law firms shouldn't hire people who signed these kinds of petitions or who supported this kind of barbarity. And we're starting a campaign to expose the names of any student, give them a chance to rescind it, give them a chance to apologize. But if they don't, their name should be out there because the marketplace of ideas requires transparency. We have to know who it is we're, we're arguing with in the marketplace of ideas. So um, I hope we'll get schools to be willing to disclose. If not, we'll go to court and we'll get court orders. Uh, ordering the disclosure under sunlight laws. Uh, you know, Justice Brandeis once said, sunlight is the best disinfectant. And there's a lot that needs disinfecting among universities today. Universities today have been an abominable moral failure. That's why students now in mo many universities are no longer taking humanities, social sciences, because they know that's propaganda. They're taking STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, but even in those departments, you get petitions to uh, single out uh, only Israel. Israel has become kind of the canary in the mind because it's Israel today, it's the United States tomorrow, and that's why it's so important to use this occasion, use this horrible occasion to encourage Israel to destroy Iran's nuclear reactor. Imagine if Iran's surrogates, Hamas and Hezbollah, had small nuclear bombs, what they could have done to uh, Israel or what they could do to the United States. And I think the world today is against Iran and using this occasion as a way of justifying the destruction without killing civilians of Iran's nuclear weapons process would be a very desirable thing. It would send a strong message to Iran that you cannot encourage terrorism without paying a heavy price.